0: Hey, I'm David Liggett with Data Center Hawk, and I am here with Sixtera's Randy Roland, and we're talking about the Data Center industry next. Randy, very excited that you're here in Rainy Dallas today. Yes, <laughs> thank, thank you, you. For, thank you for, uh, for having me. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for being here. And I think this is a really interesting time for Sixtera and what you all are doing. And y'all have had some, you know, announcements, but before we get started. Um, You have a a long history in the data center industry, and um, give us an overview of that and and how you've seen the market change over the last 15 or 20 years.
1: My background's been in the data center industry the the whole time. Uh, I started right out of college as an IT engineer. My first project was to deploy infrastructure into a company's internal data center. Uh And then I got recruited by a company called Data Return out of Dallas, and back then... Hosting is not as common as it is today. It was one of the first managed hosting companies in the industry.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And so I, I started Ground Floor and grew through that. Yeah. Um, so I've been, we bought large amounts of data center space as a business uh-huh. and ran managed hosting. Yeah. So that's, I've been in the data center there. Uh, TerraMark acquired Data Return back in 2007. Uh-huh. And TerraMark is a large builder and operator of large scale data centers, United States, Europe, and um, latin america Mm -hmm. so i pretty much have been in data centers uh, most of my career
0: yeah so you know being it's first of all it's it's interesting when i get to speak with people that have been in the industry for as long as you have from a tenure perspective and i mean that as a compliment uh do you as the uh, data center user you know 20 years ago to the data center user today obviously a lot has changed mm-hmm. but from your perspective what have you seen uh how have you seen data center user needs change over the last yeah years? so
1: when we when i started the only reason you would go to a third-party data center is if you had an application that was connected to the internet mm-hmm. so you're just about connectivity most internal it organizations were still building and investing in their internal data centers yeah if you fast forward all the way today, I think we've had a generational change happen. Uh-huh. Nearly every there's no one investing substantial dollars into internal data centers. Yeah, sure. So they're either moving to cloud mm-hmm. or putting in private clouds. But everything starts externally. Yeah. And so this hybrid IT movement, it's real. Yeah. Right. There's there's a, and and what's happening is. Even the old applications that reside in the old internal data centers mm-hmm. are now, because they don't want to invest in more generators and UPS internally, yeah, they're moving those applications out, and and that's that's probably what I've seen as the most significant change since I've been in the industry. Yeah, which is it's just automatically assumed you don't invest in internal; it's not the yeah. use of money.
0: How how many customers do you all have that are really focused on that uh, approach? and really trying to mix a cloud or co-location environment together. And what are some of the advantages of that, and maybe some of the challenges to it?
1: No, I actually think nearly every one of our clients are using multiple platforms. They're using public cloud for certain things. They're using software as a service uh, for certain applications, and they're deploying infrastructure internally. Uh, If you look at the data center industry in general, it is still growing faster than ever. Yeah, sure. And not all of that is public cloud. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of infrastructure uh, being deployed within um, internal data centers. Uh So I think it's the predominant predominant way that people deploy data centers Uh is in a hybrid uh, method. And then even when you look at cloud service providers and software as a service vendors, Uh they're still using external data centers. Most of them are not building their own. Uh, facilities, yep. right? Some of them are, but most um, of most of the, the large scale service providers, mm-hmm. which turns out to be one of our largest uh, customer segments. Yeah, we have very large software companies, very large uh, service providers, managed hosting companies. They're not interested in building facilities anymore. Yeah. Um, they just assume they're going to take down a certain amount of space within the data center. Um, and so, um, I think that's the primary way companies are using infrastructure. Is across all these different platforms. Yeah,
0: so I guess it was about a year ago that um, Sixtera took over the CenturyLink business and and, and announced the the company and, and completed that acquisition. Um, talk about where you all are, and you know, obviously now you're further along, and the Sixtera name is out there, the brand is out there. Um, you know, what are you proud of that you all have yeah. been able to do over the last
1: year? Well, it's a, it's actually May first was two days ago, so okay, we're we one year and two oh, days old. Oh, there it is, one year. Okay, right. very good. Yeah, I I got to be honest with you. I'm very excited about the progress we've made uh-huh. in the last year. And and to answer your question directly, uh, when we launched the company, we had a goal to become the most innovative data center company in the world, and we've made huge strides. Yeah, right. And I'd say that two of the areas that we're really investing in and really trying to innovate in one is this concept of cyber resilient data centers. Okay, right. If you read all the breaches that are happening sure, in the market today, um, n- none of the data is going out the front door.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's all coming over the network. Mm. And we think, for our industry, go forward, what needs to we all need to innovate and make our facilities more cyber resilient. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of what we wanted to accomplish. We plan to lead by example. Yeah. So some of the announcements you were alluding to earlier yeah. are around our ability to embed network security directly into the data center yeah. fabric. Interesting. Uh, so that's one thing we're excited about. The other thing is, you know, we want to make it easier for our companies to deploy infrastructure uh, for our customers to deploy infrastructure within our facilities, okay, and we've made a ton of innovations there, and that's also some of the other announcements we've made this year.
0: Okay, and yeah, that reminds me. So I, I read a quote that you had, which I thought was really good, and I, I wrote it down. But so you said, you know, we're we're used to point and click provisioning for everything from virtual machi- machines in the cloud to SaaS solutions, yet the data center industry still works with a screwdriver in one hand and a cable crimper in the other. Yes. So I, I I read that I kind of. Laughed out loud, uh, and but t- tell me about that and, and why that is
1: almost a catalyst for what you all recently announced. Yeah, so if you think about IT, we've pretty much gone to point and click or an API call mm-hmm. to do anything, mm-hmm. but all of that great capability still sits within a physical data center. Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. and when we look at the average customer from the day they decide they're going to deploy a new app in a facility yeah. to the day it's up and running. Uh-huh it's measured in months. Yeah. And so we see this with our customers all the time. They've got to find a data center provider, figure out where in the world they want it to be. They got to spec cage and power. They've got to get connectivity in the building. They've got to staff engineers to spec the hardware and deploy the hardware. They got to provision a core yeah. network. There's all yeah. these things you have to do. Then you buy the equipment. Yep. Then you install the cloud stack. Then you finally mm. load the application. Yeah. And so that takes a long time. Sure. Right. And so what What we what we want to do is create that point and click, on demand API call uh, approach to consuming the facilities themselves, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? And that's really what uh, I was referring to. And and we have innovated a way, and we just that's what we announced recently, where we what if you think about our customers today, 100% of our clients are bringing computing infrastructure into the data center. Yeah, sure. Okay, so if we can go, and look at what are most of our customers buying. Right And right now, what we see predominantly is this new hyperconverged infrastructure okay. that seems to be the fastest-growing part of the market. Mm-hmm. Um, if we can actually pre-populate the data center with what you were going to do anyway sure, and make it so that you could get that capacity on demand, you shorten that cycle from yeah. six months to you literally bet. You bet. A, a same business day. So that's really... And the, the reason is I want to iterate, it's still a data center offering. Sure. And so... It's easy to get confused with, well, that sounds like a cloud. It sounds like managed hosting. It's not that. It is, we're taking these large-scale facilities, giving you what you were going to put in there anyway, and making it on demand, and most importantly, give you the control that you wanted when you started with the data center. Sure. So one of the things that our customers uh, really focus on is, if they're trying to decide, am I going public cloud, am I going hosting, Mm -hmm. when they choose co-location, it's because they want to pick exactly what they want to deploy, mm-hmm. and they want to deploy whatever they want. Mm-hmm. They want full control. They want anyone telling them what to do. And so we're going to be able to achieve that with this new CXD platform, which is allow you to get what you were going to get yeah. anyway, and you can do whatever you want to with it, and it's single-tenant. Every piece of hardware only yeah. has one customer on it, so it's more secure. Yeah. And I always say, you can even take that, once you get that compute node, um, you can paint it pink. I don't care, because yeah. I'm not <laughs> working on it. Sure. Right. It's yeah. just... It's available for you to build. It's like giving someone Legos. Yeah, they can build whatever they want yeah. to in the data center, and it, we can do it all on demand.
0: Yeah, and how will that? That's that's great. And I, I do think that's where the market is is headed. I mean, I think that's what users want. But the innovation that it takes to deliver that is, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's a challenge. It takes time to think through, mm-hmm. uh, not only from a logistics standpoint, but also from a security standpoint. How you mm-hmm. do that well? Um, how will customers access that? Is that through an online portal that they'll sign up? with from a customer standpoint or how, how will they access?
1: Yeah, it? so we've been building uh, a platform. It's basically software that yep. combines our facilities with a new programmable network um, and we're going to give our cu- our first version of the software will be APIs. Okay, cool. Right. We live in a cloud first world. Yeah. Why don't we bring APIs yeah. to the facilities? Yeah. Right. Um, that being said, you know, not everybody's going to what we the reason we want to start with APIs first is mm-hmm. we believe long term our customers will integrate their operational systems directly into our facilities. Mm-hmm. That, that's where we think it's headed. But we are also going to build a easy to use web console uh, to, add, sure. to a portal yeah. like what you yeah. were asking with our own APIs. Okay. So everything that you see in that a console, you'll be able to programmatically do through an API call if you choose to to move down that path in the future. So that's the first uh, version of the software's API only, and then uh, very quickly we'll have a console available.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, how are you seeing portability spend with users? You know, you all obviously offer a number of different products. So how much are users wanting now to be able to, as their needs change, uh, you know, a company acquires another company, they want to utilize mm-hmm. a different type of technology, whatever it might be. How are you able to serve them, and uh, so to give them the flexibility they yeah. need to continue to evolve with their environment? Their yeah, no, environment. that's
1: one advantages of having the the large data center footprint we have. Uh-huh. We have fifty seven data centers all around the world, and customers businesses change business requirements may change, and yeah. they need to be in Dallas, they may need to be in Denver, or yep. they may need to be in London. So we have the flexibility to do that, and we also with the new platform that we announced. If a customer's saying, "Hey, I'm going to go through a tech refresh anyway. Yep. All of my equipment there is five years old." Um, we don't mind portability within our product sets, okay? Right. So if we have a customer that says, "Hey, this new on-demand data center is more flexible," yep. uh, for me, um, then we'll allow them to to migrate that uh, on that platform, and then uh, we can uh, take back their their old colo cage. Uh, okay. And done. And what we're really actually seeing though, so. The on demand data center, the CXD platform, it you can get compute nodes that way, but we're augmenting that with traditional colocation. Interesting. So what we see our customers doing over time is doing both. Uh-huh. Right? They get their on demand capacities, but if they have some sort of specialized storage equipment, yeah. specialized network device, some security system, you'll still put that in traditional colo, and it's all be interconnected yeah. in a way, in a secure way. So it gives you ultimate flexibility. That means you can have the best of both worlds. You can have dedicated custom equipment and on-demand compute and be able to build whatever you like.
0: Yeah, so, uh, you know, I think it's Gartner that has the stat out that's like, you know, there's still 60%, 65% of enterprises that still have their data center uh, infrastructure within their own premises. So I think one thing that is is a challenge for our industry is we we do know that there's a lot of companies that are utilizing cloud But there are still companies that are that are still taking that traditional step Mm -hmm. out of hey Mm -hmm. We're done owning and operating Mm -hmm. our own facilities and data center infrastructure. We want to put it somewhere else Mm -hmm. What are things that you have seen companies do? Well, so you know in the industry for a long time as they migrate out of uh, those environments into Either third-party environments into a cloud uh, environment. What do they do? Well, Throughout that process. Yeah,
1: so I think it it depends on the environment. Sometimes you have these applications that get just so old they have to be replaced, right? But there's a lot of technologies, like we're partnering with Nutanix. Nutanix is a a great, it's one of the hyper-converged infrastructure platforms that we're using as part of our platform. And they have software that can help you basically ingest or basically um, convert it into a virtual uh, platform. Sure. And then it's easily moved. Yes. Right? So you can actually see a beachhead approach mm-hmm. where you're deploying something where you can get everything staged, know it's working, and then start to move those workloads off premise yep. so you can start to turn down your internal infrastructure. Yeah. So there's a lot of different ways. You know, one of the things that I think a lot of people, I thought early on, people aren't going to take their old applications and just put on a VM and ship it to, mm-hmm. to public cloud. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's not going to happen. It's a slow migration. And I think you're right. There's still a lot to come. But... What I will say is, even eight, all applications age to a point that they don't—they don't function. Yeah, especially don't with anymore. a lot of the security risks that are involved in the yep. old platforms. So that is still going to peel off and move. And if you have on-demand infrastructure, or if you have a way um, uh, to, to actually la- put a beachhead internally uh-huh. and then move, I think uh-huh. that's the best approach for most folks. You mentioned you
0: all have 57 data center facilities. Um, You know, it's probably one of your advantages that you are Mm -hmm. able to serve Mm -hmm. customers in multiple locations and environments. Um, how do you look at the the markets as a whole areas you all want to grow in? Mm-hmm. Um, talk about your international approach mm-hmm. as the business becomes more global, but where are you focused from a mm-hmm. markets that we 're in currently and then where where we can
1: expand yeah as well. so we 're in twenty nine markets today uh, we 're doing well very well in those markets. we want to continue to expand mm-hmm. uh, but we also look at other new locations as, and we 're a very customer driven mm-hmm. business right so if we have uh, large customers who are interested in deploying. I, I was just meeting with a client the other day. They they had a requirement to be in Santa, uh, Silicon Valley, D.C., Phoenix, U.K., Singapore, mm. uh, Hong Kong, and I think I forgot one. Yeah. And we, c- we have capacity in yeah, all those locations. Yeah. And so if you have – and that's what our customer base looks like, right? So that is an advantage. They yeah. don't want to go sign independent data center leases or yeah. – you know they don't want to do that yep. if they can get comfortable with with one provider to you be bet. able to provide all that they will yep. um but in in a case like that there may be a customer who say hey we're interested in another location we'll take a look at that and, and that's part of how we plan to expand I, i'm i currently when we acquired the uh data centers from central Week, we have uh-huh. quite a bit of capacity but as we continue to deploy we're going to be strategically expanding we have sure. some Thing, plans we have in the works. Um, I work on this every day, yeah. And so we we're we're going to be aggressively uh, pursuing expansion, and, and a lot of it will be in our key markets that we're uh-huh. already in. Okay, uh, but you know it, we're customer driven organization. Yeah. So if we get a a good customer who's interested, and in, then then we'll follow their lead. Yeah.
0: Okay. So coming out of the product world and now being the president of the business. Um, how has your view changed as someone that's leading the business and, and, um, what, where do you focus most of your time on? I mean, obviously how, how we grow from a different market standpoint, but what are some other areas that you're focused on from a business standpoint?
1: No, I mean, the thing that we're trying to figure out is eliminate, um, any impediments to consume more data center yeah. capacity. That's good. And, and that's why I started with the way I did. If we can make our facilities more safe yep. from a security perspective, yep if we can give our customers access quicker, we have a world-class engineering and facilities team. Mm-hmm. Right, they, That that part of it, we've got in spades. We've been doing it for a long yeah. time. We have a lot of certifications. We have a lot of proof. We have very high customer service ratings. So now it's about how do we eliminate the barriers uh, to allow yeah. broader adoption? And that's that's really what I focus on yeah. uh, primarily. And, and that's why I'm excited after one year we've made – major progress on that front. So we think it's, it's, it's really going to start to accelerate.
0: Yeah. When you think about um, Sixtera, co-location, cloud, managed services, uh, and what you offer today and mm-hmm. then what you will offer in the future, what do you see? I mean, obviously, the platform you all just released, but what do you see as some of the changes happening where you're positioning the company to yeah. really uh, grow with the user itself?
1: No, it's a, it's a good question, and it's the nuance I, t- I talked about earlier. Yeah our biggest customers are service providers. Yeah, And so we are a data center, a secure infrastructure company first. So we're a data center business and we focus on securing the data center. Um, so what we wanna do is enable our service providers. We are not interested in creating managed hosting. We're not interested mm-hmm. in services. We're not mm-hmm. interested in being a cloud provider. Mm-hmm. We're in, in, interested in building. So the two things service providers almost across the board don't like doing One is they don't like building buildings or or taking down too much capacity. You bet. They're scared of that. The other is most of them don't like buying equipment. Mm -hmm. And I don't mind doing both of those things. First of all, that's my primary business. Uh Secondarily, I've got a lot of service providers that I can share capacities across, Mm -hmm. right? And so for cloud service providers, for managed hosting providers, for software-as-a-service vendors... We want to be the on-demand data center company. Yeah. And so to answer your question specifically, we have no ambitions at this point to ever get into the managed Those hosting did- or service yes. or, yep. or be a service, service provider is a big word, but I'm talking sure. about specifically um, into you know, a cloud service provider. Yep. Now, that being said, because we're creating infrastructure on demand, we think there's a lot of people who historically have looked at moving to public cloud that may be interested in this approach. It gives yep. them more control. We think it's going to save them a ton of money. Yep. Uh, one of the primary issues we have in our business now, in the data center business, mm-hmm. mo- everyone who buys co-location has to design their infrastructure to peak load. Mm-hmm. Sure. And the reason is it takes weeks or months to add new capacity.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Does that make sense? Yeah. If you could give your yeah, customers the capacity on demand, yeah. they can start with a normal operation, mm-hmm. not have to have all this... Overhead mm-hmm. uh, set aside for extra cabinets and extra computing infrastructure. We think we can reduce the cost of operations dramatically. Because yeah. if you look at normal workloads versus mm-hmm. peak, peak is usually temporary. Yeah, and it's also a lot of times people never get there. They're yep. just afraid of it. Yeah. I think there's twenty, thirty. There's a lot of savings there. Yeah. If you can get your data center, and so yeah. this could make our our customers who are cloud sure. providers even more cloudy. Yes. Yeah. Right? It, it allows them to have the same uh, flexibility, yeah. business flexibility, plus the fact that I don't mind buying equipment. Now, yeah. we have some customers that want to buy equipment, and we're fine with that too because yeah. we're a data center company. That's the only thing I'm trying to do is fill the data center. Yeah. So I'm, I've got flexibility on business. If you if I can help you by acquiring this equipment, making on demand, we can do that. If you want to buy the equipment and you still want the on, there are ways for us to get there. So that's going to be my, my primary focus
0: with the changes coming up that you're making, you know, what industry verticals do you feel like Sixtera uh, best attracts? When you think about financial companies, cloud companies, Mm -hmm. um, healthcare companies, what, where do you got all of
1: them? There's not really any major vertical Mm -hmm. that data centers cut across every industry Mm -hmm. now. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. But we do see a lot of um, uh, traction in the technology sector. We mm-hmm. see a lot in financial, a lot in healthcare. The other thing that we, as a business, were very successful. The the leadership team very successful in the past is federal. Sure. You know, so we are aggressively going to pursue that. We think there's a huge opportunity there. Uh, they need more secure infrastructure, yeah. and they need it on demand, yeah. and they need it in a way that's more cost effective. Uh, so we uh, plan to have a substantial. Uh, a Federal vertical, but infrastructure cross, cuts across all yep. uh, companies. We do we do see trends, technology, financial services, healthcare, yep. retail. There's all you know, we see those, but I think in the in the where we're headed as a economy, yeah. data center is a big part yeah. of every company's yeah, business plan. So it kind of is across all.
0: Yeah, I was I was uh, on an interview deal this morning and was asked a question about. Um, You know, how the industry, why the industry has changed so much and, and, and why this, uh, why the data center version of real estate that, you know, when compared to office industrial that has, has become so front and center. And, you know, my two reasons, one, it's, it's highly capital intensive. So there's a lot of money that Mm -hmm. is spent. And number two, this is the infrastructure that is running our businesses yes. and lives. And so um, from that perspective, it's been really interesting to watch grow. You had a front row seat of that for the last you know, 20 years. So taking a step back, uh, something big for us and big for me is just leadership in general mm-hmm. and how people are leading companies, how people have been impacted uh, mm-hmm. um, by others throughout their business mm-hmm. career. So I'd love to know, just based on your background, you know, who has... Uh, had an impact on you, you know, from a, either a leadership standpoint or just someone that's made a difference on on your business growth mm-hmm. over the last 20 years?
1: Yeah, early in my career, <clears throat> I had some really sh- – I started as an IT engineer. We had uh-huh. some really sharp, experienced, you know, cutting-edge engineers that really inspired me. Uh, w- when I got to Data Return – you know, we were the leaders in managed hosting, uh-huh. specifically on the Microsoft platform, which back nowadays seems like a no-brainer. But back yeah. then, that was kind of sure. cutting edge. Yeah, different deal. And we had I had great mentors there. I had my boss at that time was was uh, taught me a lot. And then when we got acquired um, by Terramark, that's when I met Manny Medina, yeah, who's, sure. who's CEO, and I've been with him ever since. And you know. You think over a lot of a long period of time. You've learned everything, but just even yesterday, you know, sitting down, going through things, I, I learn from him every day. Mm-hmm. So he's been someone who's inspired me. Um, he's definitely uh, inspired me on the business side, yeah. You know, on the infrastructure side, that's something that I've learned over time sure. from various folks. But you know, I've been very fortunate that you know I always think about what if I hadn't landed with these key mm. folks that decided to to invest in me personally. Yeah, sure. Right. Um, I would have had a missed opportunity. So I feel lucky or or fortunate that I randomly got put with some some people that um, invested in me. I always take that very seriously. If you're going to invest time with me, I'm going to give you a return on your investment. Sure, that's good. That's good. Um, and now and, I'm trying to do the same thing for, for some of my yeah. team members, too. So.
0: And you came, so you went to Texas A&M. Uh-huh. You are an Aggie. I'm assuming you're a proud Aggie. Yes. Uh, you have a new football coach this next yes. year. And I'd love to hear
1: your thoughts on, like, is Jimbo Fisher the guy? Will he be you know able what? to get it done? What do you think? I, I've, I've watched it. I was a big Kevin Sumlin fan. Uh-huh, sure. And um, I was sad to see him go. Yeah. Um, but after seeing Jimbo here, he's just got, uh, you know, you got to be careful. You don't believe the media hype sure. too much, but um, I think his 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 uh, track record yeah. and his ability to uh, produce what he's done in the past. Texas is one of the most um, rec- best recruiting yeah. states in the in the nation. Yeah, and if you get someone who's a top tier coach, yeah. a national championship coach in the state of Texas. I think that we've got a lot of yeah. opportunities. So
0: it'll be fun. I, I always say, so I went to Baylor. I told you that I always say it's always good. We we need, we need Texas to be good. We need A&M to be good. Um, and, and that's good for other schools as well. So I'm always, uh, I'm hoping good things for them
1: and he seems well, like a appreciate guy to, it. Yes. to get it done. I'm excited.
0: Um, so <laughs> last, just what gets you most excited about our industry? You know, when you think about five, ten years from now, um, you know, what excites you the most?
1: Well, I know this, it's a big industry today yeah but i literally think you said it a minute ago we're just in the beginning phases of yeah. the transformation yeah i think we're in the first inning yeah i think you fast forward five or ten years it'll boggle your mind how much has uh grown i visited with a server vendor in silicon valley when i was there and we were trying to get a, a pretty size uh, order in and he goes I'm sorry, but we've had some of these massive vendors come and buy so much equipment they've they've consumed the entire channel of all network adapters of this certain type, and so it's just it's just going and I think you know back to what we believe in, we have to address the security issue yeah right if if we can't secure this data that sits in our facilities um, it'll stunt our growth as an industry and so you know, when you say what am I most excited about, I think it's about to explode, we're in the first inning, mm-hmm. and we have a, a very big challenge that has to be solved, and we wanna lead by example, right? Yeah, we that's wanna good. get out, if we, the more we can secure data, and data breaches are, are lessened, the more entrepreneurs can leverage this on-demand infrastructure and build all kinds yeah. of new capabilities yeah. that change our life. Think about how much your life's changed yeah. just with your new phone yeah. in the last 10 years. Yeah, it's it's night and day. But if we don't get the security problem solved, then it could be the one um, one thing that brings the whole industry down, and so that that's why we're excited about yeah. it the explosive growth, and we have real challenges, but we're we're up for the for the next phase
0: very good well thank you so much for doing this a blast to get to talk to you and hear about your background and you know it seems like sextera is in really good hands and so if if our viewers want to learn more they can actually get on your website sextera.com and check out more about what randy has talked about thanks for uh doing this and look forward to the next one very good thank you